Hi guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. I am your host, Hotshot Ginger, and with me I have the man, the myth, the legend, and the annoyance, Giant Music. How's it going, buddy? Uh, good to be here, buddy. Thank you for that. Oh, what what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, majestical intro. I'm not a myth. I am not a legend. I am definitely an annoyance, though, and uh, it is your turn to annoy me this episode because... Because I, w- of I a would topic. say, I would say between the two of us, I'm probably the bigger annoyance. But the topic this time around is, if you guys remember a couple topics back, Giant tried to convince me to watch Boruto, and he may have succeeded, he may not have. I haven't seen it yet, but I said in podcast I would check it out eventually. And this time it is my turn to try to convince him to watch a show, my favorite anime, Data Live. Yes. Now. Giant, you have seen the first three episodes of the show, right? I have seen the first three episodes about a month ago. The only one that really sticks in my mind is episode one. Honestly, episode two and three were just kind of a blur that I can't, I, I can't even remember the most trivial of details. So it's almost as if I only watched episode one, honestly. Um, I, but before we get really into the uh, meats and potatoes of this, I just want to say I think we're going to be doing more episodes like this just in general. Every few episodes, we're going to be doing trying to convince uh, IE of this show. So just so you guys know, this is a new concept we're, we're trying out. Um, yeah, so yeah, exactly. You- and also, also, I just want to say this. If you guys listen to this podcast and like you guys have a stance on it, like do you think the person who's trying to – be convinced should watch the show or not go ahead and leave us a comment or anything like saying yeah you should totally check it out or now nah, leave it alone like just let us know what you guys think that's always a good idea yeah all right so with that said so data live is and i've said this on several podcasts at this point data live is a show that i found by complete accident the only reason that i even watched it is because i recognized one character on the box art She's the one with the red eye and the gold eye, the pigtails, and the golf Lolita red and black dress. If you guys remember or know who I'm talking about, her name is Kermi. She's been going like all around like on Twitter, on Tumblr, on... Basically, she's like the insane character in the show. And the only reason I picked up the show was because I knew that's what she was from. But when I started watching the show, I did not expect to love it as much as I do. And you guys know me. You guys know that, like, I like the lewd stuff. I like etchy jokes. I like harem anime. I like slice of life more and fantasy more than I like hardcore realism stuff like Death Note or Soku no Terror. Like, I, I like stuff that you can't have in real life in my shows. That's what I'm trying to get to here. And Jaden is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually... That's actually a great way to. That's a perfect way to introduce it. I, I, I never thought of it that way, but I fully agree. Hotshot. That was a. That was yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I'm already really convinced. Can, it really Let's can, watch this anime. <laughs> okay, sure. Go. I win. Okay, bye guys. See Thank you next you episode. <laughs> Jane, tell them what the next topic's gonna be. <laughs> oh no, no, we'll t- we'll tell them at the end because we actually have. A no, yeah, game. I I got it. I got it. But day live. In all, in all seriousness, it is my favorite anime because it does have all of those aspects to it. And rewatching it for about the uh, fifth or sixth time, I, I will admit, I watched it a lot. Uh, I didn't realize exactly how lewd or how etchy it was, especially some of the characters. And Jaden, I know you don't like that stuff, so I apologize throwing you headlong into that. 
Yeah, that, that was. But, the thing. I but, remember you telling me it wasn't gonna be that lewd, but uh, because to, I, to, I to my to, dude. because to my recollection it wasn't. But then I'm like, wait a minute, oh no. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, at the same time, like I've seen heavier lewd anime, like uh, like High School DxD or Rosario Vampire or High School of the Dead. Like th- those shows are the ones that I consider to be like heavily lewd because it focuses heavy on the girls' bodies and basically, like, has almost nothing else going for it other than just, like, cute anime girls. But with Data Live, like, like, okay, so I know you said the first episode is the one that kind of sticks with your mind the most, right? Yes. So you've met Kotori, Shido, Toka, and Origami, right? I assume, honestly, yeah, the names have not stuck in my head either. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm, so we'll go. We'll go through it like this. I'm gonna describe the character, and then you'll uh, you'll tell me what you remember. Like if you remember anything about him. Okay. I remember so, the older brother and the younger sister at the beginning, for sure. Okay. So that's she, that's Shido and and Kotori. Okay. So Shido is if you remember actually for our for Heroes 2.0, I actually put him on my hero list. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Shido is the blue-haired one. He is our lead, and he is the only one who can save the spirits. And just to catch you guys up to speed, every girl essentially in the uh, in the series is a being called a spirit. Spirits cause these horrific uh, natural explosions that everyone calls spatial quakes that basically wreaks hell of destruction upon the planet, but no one can really understand why. So the two teams that are going against the spirits are the AST, which is the team that Origami's on that are led to believe that the only way to stop the spatial quakes is to kill the spirits, and okay. the team that and the team that Kotori and Shido are on, uh, Retasker, which means the way to make them stop making spatial quakes is to take them on dates and make them fall in love. So that's exactly what they're supposed to do. The tagline of the show is actually kiss the girls save the world which i kind of love that is that so, is such a hot shot show that is it such is though it is that show man it is that's why it's my favorite show let me get to that so it's ratatasker versus the ast and other enemies but that's later on down the line so it's ast versus ratatasker versus the spirits to try and find like the right way to do this so Shido is our main character. He goes with his sister Kotori to Ratatasker, and he meets the first spirit that we see in the show, Toka Yatagami. Toka Yatagami, I believe. I remember her first name. I can never remember the last name of Japanese characters. I'm sorry. Toka something. <laughs> Let's just call her Toka. Her name is Toka. Sounds good. So with Shido, he's the only one who can actually seal the spirit's powers. So he's the only one who can actually, like, once he actually does kiss them to save the world, he seals their powers away in himself and actually lets them live a normal life so that they can't be tracked by the AST. That is what he is trying to do. He's trying to give them the chance to actually have a life. So do you remember anything about Shido, like, as a character? Honestly, no. <laughs> um, Shido... Okay, sorry. Just to make sure, Shido is the older brother, right? He's the older brother, yeah. Okay. I was confusing Shido for another character. Here's what I remember from Shido. 
Shido and his little sister seem to have a cutesy relationship. I remember his line where he was saying, uh, oh, no, I have a disease. It's the tickle monster, like, when he was sleeping in or something, and, and his little sister was trying to wake him up. And then he was basically just in the middle of all those explosions and just kind of happened to be there, and he thought his sister was in trouble. And then that's that's honestly what I remember. Okay, so you're missing kind of a few details in there. Yeah, for so, sure. So when Shido does wake up, he wakes up as any normal high school teenager would by getting a drop kicked in the gut by his little sister. Yes, of course. I, I totally relate. So the, you're right. When they're when they're like that, they do have a very cutesy brotherly sister uh, relationship to where like they mess with each other, they tease each other, and you see them, you see brother and sister. So once they get ready for school, like they see on the news spatial quakes going on, stuff like that. Like at this point, it's very passe because they're just like, oh, another one that was close by here. Like they see spatial quakes a lot. And there was one horrific one that happened like 30 years ago. And since then, it happens like every now and again, especially in Japan. But I want to say since the past five years or so, none of them have really been showing up. So Damn. they go to school. They they go to school. Um, but then a spatial quake happens and the spatial quake alarm goes off. So everyone starts running to the shelters in case of spatial quakes. Much like you would run to a shelter like in a like in an atom bomb drop or in an earthquake or anything like that. They run to a shelter that's meant to protect them. But when Shido gets down there, because beforehand, when, before they split up, they made, Kotori and Shido made plans to meet up for lunch. And this ha- just so happened to happen around lunchtime. But, so, Shido tries to contact Kotori but can't get a hold of her. He uses her GPS locator on her phone to try and find, like, if she actually went to the diner. To his horrific discovery, that's exactly where she is, or where the marker says she is, is at the diner. So, Shido rushes out to try and save his sister, like, to get her to a shelter or something, but just to be with her. Because, basically, if you end up in a spatial quake, as far as anyone's concerned, you are dead. So, he is running out to try and save Coterie from the quake. Right. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So, so far, so the, the podcast is you convincing me to watch the show. And so far, we've been summarizing the episode and going over what, and remind, reminding me of what happened. No, I know. I'm just, like, reminding you, like, what actually happened. Because I have to, like, remind you of the characters and, like, the path that happened and the storyline that happened in order to actually, like, say what happens. Because the, the building part of it is really important. Right, okay, so there's a method here, okay? Because I, I was like... Yeah. Okay, because when we did the first episode, I jumped into I'm not- convincing right away, you know what I mean? But fair no, enough I that know, I know. Boruto, you kind of already knew what it but was. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because Boruto, I mean, second-gen Naruto, like, I know the world of Naruto. I know, like, the basic concept of everything. Right, okay. But Day Live is a totally different series. Than yeah, 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 okay, keep going, sorry. So after uh, he gets to the restaurant, he ends up in a spatial quake, and he is met by a f- nameless spirit who looks entirely, who looks completely sad, wielding a massive sword, fighting everybody in a jetpack. And there's just an army of people in jetpacks and rocket launchers and swords just charging at her, yeah, trying to kill her. that was so random. That was so random. <laughs> well, that's what the... Sp- that's what the spatial quakes are. Like, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. That's entirely random because, as far as we know, spatial quakes just like 
were just like mini explosions that happened, but no one knew why. I would. I was so confused, Hotshot. I was there. <laughs> I was watching it, and I even. I. I think I even messaged. I was like, "What's, what's good? <laughs> what's going on here?" Now, now, honestly, when I first saw it, I was the same way. Like, wait, huh? Hold up, huh? Wait. And then yeah. I realized, oh, wait, it's an anime. Okay, I understand now. Right, right, right. You, obviously, anime logic, blah, blah, blah. And we always yeah. know, poke fun of that. And it's kind of become, become a, a meme. But there needs to be some sort of consistency, no? And I understand. No, you're right. And I, I compare it to music sometimes where, like, when you listen to a musical track, there's crescendos, there's big buildups, and, and there's uh, explosions and everything like that. Um, so was that just a big crescendo, a big just buildup? And then here's the big scene of the episode and i just i just didn't see how how we how it made sense to get to that i get well, that that's quake is a causes it but huh so here here's the thing the reason why it happened that way is because we're kind of experiencing it with shido because when we see that he doesn't know what to expect he doesn't know why there's just a girl there and god knows why like this girl is fighting off like multitude and multitude of um of armored girls just like with swords and guns and jetpacks like he has no idea what the fuck's going on okay so here's my question i yeah. feel like um for most of the episode we saw things through his perspective does that remain yeah. throughout the series it does yeah like as we're experiencing like especially when we get to new spirits we're experiencing right. them like with shido like he doesn't know what they're like or what powers they have or what they can do a lot of the experiences we're getting, like, we experience with the team or we experience with Shido because he, he is our lead. Like, there's hardly any scene in him that we don't see Shido in unless it's, like, other characters around. Like, sometimes we'll see Toka and another spirit that comes in later. Or sometimes we'll see, like, the bad guys talking. Sometimes we'll see Kotori up on the ship and... Like, Shido's not in every single shot, but a lot of it does revolve around him because he is the one who can save the world. Okay, fair enough. Um, but what's what's so great about, like, having his perspective the whole time? I don't... I think... It, I, wouldn't it be more interesting if there was a multi-perspective thing going on? No? There is, because there's actually a conspiracy later on. Oh. Yeah, I didn't tell you this part. So, one of Shido's classmates, um, short white hair, very, very monotone voice, like robotic, like kind of like Yuki in, uh, kind of like Yuki in, uh, Hatsune, or Hatsune. Shushidari? Uh, damn it. No, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, yeah, that, that tongue twister. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Kind of <laughs> that kind of character, but, um... One of his classmates is with the AST and is actually on this same battlefield. But there's also something else about her. Later on, we discover that her parents are dead and that the spirits are the ones who killed her mom and dad. But Eesh. she but she can't remember what the spirit looked like or who the spirit was. But she basically has vowed revenge on all spirits to try and avenge her mother and father. But this simple thought... Revenge on spirits for killing my parents. That spirals into a whole... I, I was going to say controversy. That's not the right word. Conspiracy, because we actually managed to eventually go back and see what happened. And actually learn the truth of what happened. But it's being built up, especially around this character. Because there's two things she cares about. Shido 
and revenge against the spirits. That's it. That's like all she wants in life. Huh, but okay. but when we first see her, that's not entirely what we get because like Shido practices his romanceness on uh, on her to try and romance the spirits, and since then. Origami thinks that she and Shido are going out, even though he keeps like asking out the spirits and trying to save them, make them fall in love to save them. Origami still thinks that they're kind of boyfriend girlfriend. So like, <laughs> it's basically that very strong connection of just like mine. Like she fights Ratoka constantly, like just like for his attention to the point where it's not aggravating, but it's kind of adorable. But at the same time, she's an AST agent, and she knows full well that Toka is a spirit. Okay, okay. So it, it gets kind of, like, it's it's a love triangle between the three, admittedly. But in my opinion, it's kind of done so in, in a way that you can kind of believe it. And it can kind of go either way. Like, Shido could end up with Origami. Shido could end up with Toka. Like, it could end up either way. Right, right, right. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But Origami, like, when we first see her as the AST agent, basically we think she's just that, just like a classmate who just so happens to be working on the other side. But she plays a massive part in the story, especially later on. Damn, okay. Um, I was going to say, so we're still in episode one at this point. Yeah. Okay, cool. Why? Is, no, is I, that I, it? No, is no, that no, all we wanted? wanted? I, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm lined up. Okay, yeah, no. I was just, like, going over Origami and... Later on down the line, she does play a massive part later. Okay. But then in... So in the battle between Oregon or Toka and the AST, Shido gets knocked out and gets revived on a mysterious ship and is revived by a guy who calls himself... I can't remember his name for the life of me. Person. And revive, gets revived by a person, gets revived by a doctor who... Damn it, I can't remember her name either. Person Reina, number two. Reina. Guess for... <laughs> No, her I remember. She get, he gets revived by Reyna, and when he gets revived, he goes out, realizes he's on an airship called the Ritatisker, and his little sister is the commander of the ship. Okay, and wow. Ba- you didn't remember that part? I do remember that part now, but I didn't remember before you said it. Okay. So, Coterie is the commander of Ritatisker, so she is the one who is running the mission to try and save the spirits. Like, taking taking them on dates, making them fall in love to save them. And that's exactly what she does, Be, uh, but with Shido's powers. So, Shido does have power, he does have, like, this ability that no one else has, but it's revealed later on what it is. I mean, I say later on, it's revealed, like, in the next episode. <laughs> but... There's also a lot more to Shido and a lot more reason why Coterie is actually running Ritatisker, but I can't say it here because you haven't seen it and it's the season finale. Yeah, don't don't spoil. Of of why she's of why she's running it. So, since then, Coterie runs Shido through like this whole uh training system, which is basically just Shido playing like a whole bunch of dating sims and then trying his charm and romance like on his classmates, his teachers, basically like trying to get as much romance experience as possible before going after an actual spirit. Later on, he does exactly that and runs into Toka again. He actually is the one who names her Toka. When he first meets her, she doesn't have a name. So he names her Toka. She she doesn't understand why, but Shido reveals to us, like, Toka just means 10th, as in April 10th, the day that we met, but she doesn't need to know that. (laughs) 
So like just met just meta humor like that, like fourth wall humor, I absolutely adore and I absolutely love because I like breaking the fourth wall. I mean, Deadpool is one of my favorite characters. I was period, literally say Deadpool, and he yeah. does that constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get to talking, and eventually the ASC is ordered to retreat because Toka is like with a human. So they think that she's using the human for a shield, and. Toka, Toka and uh, Shido just start talking, just basically uh, Toka's having a shield up the entire time. Even when she says for Shido to leave, he's like, no, I, I want to keep talking. Like, don't even think that they're here. It's just you and me. Let's just keep going. And they do just that. They just talk to each other. They start building a connection. And even after the fight, Shido goes back to the school the next day and... um. Uh, Shido goes back to the school the next day that has been absolutely destroyed from the battle and finds the broken piece of a chalkboard that Toka wrote her name on. But as he's inspecting it, as he's thinking about Toka, he looks behind him and Toka is standing right there. But there's one difference. She's there. She's appeared. But there hasn't been a spatial quake. Like anytime a spirit appears, usually a spatial quake occurs. But now Toka stands right behind him. There's no spatial quake alarm. There's nothing. Do you have any idea why? No, I, I really completely do not. Okay. So then after that, Toka takes Shido up on his offer, and they start their first of many, many, many dates. Aww, goals. So I will say that the dates themselves, especially not just with Toka, but the other characters, are incredibly sweet, and they're incredibly cute. However, when you first meet the spirits, like, before uh, before Shido can actually win them over and before he can make them fall in love, a lot of them are just, like, almost irredeemable. <laughs> like, right, they, right. Do, they, do hor- they do horrific acts. They do, like, there's one where, um, I won't tell you who and I won't tell you exactly how, but there's one who mind controls everyone and controls everybody with her power. There's one who, uh... Let's see. There's one who just completely messes with Shido to the point of, like, erasing people he cares about unless uh, he plays her game correctly. There's one who... Uh, When Kurumi comes in, like, she actually has her own agenda. So, like, there's nothing really revealed about her. Like, even when she first is revealed into the series, she doesn't even hide the fact that she's a spirit because uh, when we first see her on screen, she's like, I'm Kurumi Totagami, and just so you know, I'm a spirit. And just completely, like, makes everybody's jaws drop, like, just how serious she actually is. And thanks to Ritatasker, um, Cheeto can actually know that she's telling the truth. Right, right, right. So... So she's just one of those kind of characters of just like, oh, by the way, this is how things are. Like, she's never really aggressive or mean or anything like that. She's always just like causing mass mayhem with a smile. Like, think think Harley Quinn, but slightly more crazy. I love Harley Quinn. I think you'll, honest to God, love Kurami. Like, she is a bit on the on the teasing side, but she really is kind of like Harley Quinn. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand how this is convincing me, because. No, no, but I, I, I understand you're un- explaining the story. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's that's what that's what that whole part was was me understand or explain the story. 
So as far as me going to convince you, is you like the shows that have realism and are dark and gripping storylines and uh, things along that nature, right? Death Note. Death Note, uh, Terran Resonance. But you also like shows like Yu Yu Hakusho. Right. Like that have that that have that kind of fantasy aspect, that detective aspect of like, and you like uh, and you like Dragon Ball. Like you can't really get any more fantasy than Dragon Ball in Key Blast. I mean, they shoot lasers from their hands. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a big part of um, of daily life, especially when new spirits and uh, new spirits and everything come in, is the fights. Like, if, even if you're not a fan of the romance and the edgy stuff of, like, Shido and the spirits, there's a whole bunch of fights with the spirits and the AST or the other organizations that come in. And Rattatasker fighting off the other organizations as well. Like, there's a whole bunch of actual com- uh, conflict and, like, a question of who's right and who's wrong. Like, is the AST right for trying to kill the spirits for uh, for the Spacer Quakes? Or is Rattatasker right for trying to find another way around it and try to give them a choice instead of just outright okay, so killing you're them. Saying, you're saying the fantasy portion of it is what is going to be appealing to me, but... I'm, right? Is that is that what you're saying or not? I'm. That's part of what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Beca- go ahead. I'm saying, I'm saying the fantasy aspect. Like, I know you're a hardcore fan of the realism, but at the same time, it's just, like, something that you can't have, something that can't really exist, and that is being shown to us in such a way that is like, like what, is, what is one like fantasy uh, show or anything that you actually really like? I, I think like something that can't happen in real life. hundred percent. You, you Hawk show. You Hawk show. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Uh, so you, yeah. go ahead. Well, I, I just feel like the characters aren't, don't have enough depth to be rootable. And I know I only saw three episodes, so it, maybe it's not enough. But I feel like in three episodes, you should have enough to, you know, um, root for, for Shido and everything. And I just felt like a lack of depth. And, and I, I can understand that. But I will say that Shido's death um, comes from his connections with the spirits, especially with his death with Kodori and with Toka. Because with his death with his sister, how much he does for Kodori in the series, and how much stuff he does for Toka, like, someone that, when he first saw, was, like, destroying an entire army of, um, of people trying to kill her, and, hell, even just that, just people trying to kill her, and just the closeness that they actually developed together, they actually build, like, even though Shido's going on these dates with the other girls to try and do what Rattatasker wants and actually give them a life outside of trying to be killed by the AST. The connection he actually builds for Toka feels like a true lover's connection. Like, I understand. But, That's great. It, it sounds some sort of multilayerism, but I just, maybe it's the lack, maybe there's just not enough characters. It, it still does not feel like that crazily deep like i understand that like that's great you have you have like passions and things you care for and characters that you want to protect but it's like naming an anime that doesn't and arguing that this one particularly is more deep because of others is and i know it's all a, a question of like um of taste and everything but it i i did not see that like big different element that separates it from any other fantasy anime and 
I'm trying to uh, through you are explaining what the the first few instances of the anime were. Uh, that's that's a great way to introduce it, but it's still just giving me the motions of like a, an audio version of what the anime was. So wh- what about it? Like what's the what's the what's the selling point? What's the what's the one thing you have one card to play and you have you have to you know what I mean? I'm trying to find that that. Uh, it factor and i'm not seeing it that's that's that that's like how it, it feels right now as we're talking about it so with that being in mind it really does come down to the taste and data life is like the perfect definition of my taste like if you watch data live you'll no, understand sure, but, exactly but, but, what i up, like in up, the show up. what i'm trying to say is like I- i'm trying to softball you a what's the it factor What's the No, I know. I was I was building yeah. up to that here. Okay, sorry, sorry. So, I've I've told you this time and time and time and time and time again. What is the most important thing in an anime to me? Characters. Right. And can you have any idea of why I love Day Live so much? The characters? Yeah. Okay, but what's Okay, we explained. So, yeah. I, so you're entirely you're entirely right, and you're entirely valid. When you actually get into the characters, they aren't really that deep. Like once you actually get introduced to who the characters are, and once you actually see them on screen interacting with a couple characters, you you can kind of piece together who they are very quickly. But it's also the way that they interact off each other, like. Um, like Coterie, when she's wearing her uh, white ribbons, she's Shido's little sister. She is the cutest, most adorable thing on the planet, and she's the one who's like, I love you, big brother. But when she's wearing her black ribbons, that is entirely out the window. She is the hardcore commander of Ritatasker first. The mission comes first. Like, she still loves Shido, but she is there to do a job. And it's just kind of that 180-degree spin on Coterie especially that I really like. Because it's like the white is pure and the black is strong. Right, right. And it's like we talk about multi-layered characters having like a lot of depth. But this character right. literally, literally has two layers and, right. from what I've seen. Two layers. And that's why and that's why Coterie is... Honestly, Coterie might be my favorite character in the show. Like, Shido, I love Shido. But I like the spirits a lot more. Toka... And then with Toka, you have a spirit who's never known anything, a spirit who's never, like, had any friends, not even her own name. She just sleeps in a black abyss and just wakes up, and whenever she wakes up, she's expected to fight. Because when she wakes up, a spatial quake happens, and she's immediately fighting what she calls the Mecha Mecha Squad, which is in actuality the AST. So the series goes through like her learning the human world along with Shido. Shido's showing her the world. Shido telling her like what's right, what's wrong, and like what actually happens in the real world. She even enrolls in his school to learn that way. Like you would think it would just be to have more time with Shido, which initially it kind of is. But at the same time, she wants to learn more. She wants to like appreciate the world. After their first date, she. Um, she says that she's never known like how beautiful the world can be because she's always fighting, but she thanks Shido for a wonderful date and like that the world can be so beautiful and peaceful like that. Like it's something that the spirits don't really get. 
because all the spirits have had like this horrific like either life before or something horrific happened to them to the point of like where all their hope has crumbled and broken and just the thought of Shido or anyone actually bringing that hope back up out of them to actually give them that life is honestly really really heartwarming to me that is a very heartwarming and strong connection I understand but does it not feel like there's not enough of those in the anime no there's actually way more than you think there is and hell not even all of them are between Shido like um does that add to the multilayerism yeah because they actually bounce off each other like the spirits have connections with each other it's in in the run of it it is a harem anime so Shido is kind of like the like all eyes on me kind of character like even if yeah, well, not really the eye candy as much as, like, all all the girls want a piece of Shido. But the girls have a connection to each other. Like, um, uh, Toka has a relationship with this spirit who comes in later on, Yoshino. Um, there's actually a pair of twins that come in later. Uh, there's a... Uh, Yoshino builds another relationship with a... She's the latest spirit that comes in in Season 3, and they actually have a really cute dynamic to them. Like, there's actually relationships and friendships happening, like, around the other characters instead of just him. And, hell, there's even actually another character who comes in who's uh, Shido's real little sister. And it's revealed then that Shido's actually adopted. Isn't that a bit of a big spoiler? No. <laughs> okay. Because I remember off podcast was saying like we're not going to reveal anything like introduce new characters. We're not going to reveal like anything absolutely major. That it's feels like a major thing like to me. like hell hell even the even the show kind of does it like when she's revealed and sees uh, Shido for the first time she's like big brother and even even the entire audience is like wait hold up what <laughs> uh, you want to run that by me again right like okay, the fair only reason the the only reason I'm spoiling it is because like it just kind of happens. Like and the and the sister and coterie build another dynamic. There's like a lot of relationships and a lot of connections that are actually going on. That yeah, when you first start the series, like when you barely have any characters in the series, a lot of it does revolve around Shido building the connection with the other spirits. But once you actually manage to get more characters into the pot, they start building off each other and start like growing and having relations with each other. Right, okay, 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 I see, I see. Um, okay, I mean, are these all the key aspects I need to know, or is there anything else you want to throw at me? I mean, that's really the characters, and... We, def- um, we definitely did for- the storyline. We definitely did the storyline, and I am honestly a really big fan of the fights. Like, even if they're quick, even if they're just flashy, like swords clashing or guns firing or anything like that, there's... I mean, hell, even in the in the second episode, Shido gets shot and killed. Right. Do you remember that at all? I remember that. Do you remember who shot him? I don't remember who shot him. I'm a bad person. You don't remember who shot Shido? Okay. Or Origami shot him because she was trying to take a sniper shot at Toka. So Shido actually pushed Toka out of the way and got sniped. And that's actually what released um, Toka's, like, inner power. And she tried to kill Origami for taking away Toka's only friend. 
but then it's revealed later on, like, Kotori said before the date even started that if um, if Shido dies, uh, he can always start a new game and try again. So it's revealed later on that, um, uh, or not later on, but in that same scene, she zooms in and you see this little blue fire and it heals his uh, his sniper shot. So there's actually something going on in So he Shido. has plot like armor. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. He does have plot armor, but still, like, something like that can actually happen to our hero. Like, he gets shot with a sniper rifle, he can still come back. But it's not permanent. Like, I will, like, later on it's revealed what that power is. Like, again, and I keep I keep saying later on, but that's exactly what happens because everything is described in, like, small little bursts. Like, not everything is going like, by the way, here's how everything works. No, they, like, take one thing at a time. Like, so why is this able to happen? Oh, well, let me tell you. Like, it goes in kind of consistency like that. Like, it doesn't... It, like, feeds you a little bit, but not everything, and it keeps kind of making you want more. And that's kind of what I fell into as well. Damn. Okay. And I I still have not found that uh, when I was watching it. But you discussing it does give me a better perspective. Um, is there anything else you want like to say? Because I, I, think, I think I have an answer. I'm afraid, but go ahead with your answer. But this is like closing out the podcast. So that's why I'm asking you one more time. No, I know, I know. Everything that I have to say about this this series, like I love the characters. I love Kotori, Shido, um, Toka. I love the fights. I love the storyline. Like I love how like it actually does get start to get more convoluted, but not in such a way that makes it boring. And I do love like how creative, especially the spirit powers get. So, with me, it's really just kind of like a mixing pot of, like, all the things that I actually look for in an anime. Like, lovable uh, lovable characters, awesome powers, a bit of fan service, fourth wall breaking jokes, jokes in general, slice of life. It, like, throws everything like that at me, and I absolutely adore it. Okay. Okay, Hotshot. Here's... I have one thing to say, and then I'll say what I think. Okay. I forgot to give you one detail. I watched the episodes in English sub, and I honestly think if I watched them in dub, they would have. I probably would have preferred it more. Um, and taking that into consideration with what you told me, I will give this anime a second shot. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Like hell, hell, hell. Hell, even if it's just the first season, there is so much to talk about in the first season once you actually finish it. There is so much that it actually throws at you, especially towards especially towards the end. There is a lot of new stuff. There's a lot of new characters, a lot of unexpected twists, and I love every single bit of it. Okay. I don't know when. You know what? I'll start watching it when you start watching Boruto. How about that? All right, fine. But, I mean, you know the deal. No, I know. I'm watching another one before you're watching um, GTO. But you, but you know the deal. The deal was the deal. I'm I'm confused as to what you're trying to say now. I'm not saying the deal on the podcast unless you want me to say the deal on the podcast. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. All right, I'm gonna say the deal on the podcast. Okay, the, the deal was, 
if I convinced you to watch Data Live, which it sounds like I did, if I convinced you, we would put Data Live out on my birthday. We would put the episode of Data Live out on my birthday. Right. Okay. I remember this. Yes. Okay. Well, it sounds good. Don't have a choice. Woohoo! I win. <laughs> Another win for Hotshot. All right. Um, in that case, uh, I think that's everything, right? That should be everything. I mean, I won, so I want to go out on that high note. <laughs> Plug away, my friend. You you uploaded a video. And I uploaded a video on Halloween. It wasn't went, the one I promised, but it was a video. And I watched it one on my stream, which was really fun. Um, by the way, next time you it's post a video, let me know if there's, like, music. I don't want to get a copyright claim. <laughs> you snuck that one in there, didn't you? Wait, what? Because I, wa- I was watching your video, and at the very end, music started playing. And I didn't know. Right? Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, it wasn't one of yours. It was, um, it was a ro- uh, royalty free channel that okay, we well, took from see, a while back. I didn't know that, so all I hear is music that I don't know if I have the rights to or if it's royalty free or whatever. So I'm right away like I hit pause. I'm like hot shot. <laughs> no, trust me. We checked. We looked before we made that my outro. We checked and yeah, looked. Yeah, no, we're the, fine. Stream, the stream is still monetized. All good. All right. All right, <laughs> go ahead and uh, let us know what's going down. All right, guys, you can go ahead and find me here forever and always on Giant Music. I actually am just living with him now, essentially, <laughs> Yay. because if I don't talk to him, he just badges me for attention. I you do. guys can also find me on my channel, Hotshot Ginger. It is a very, very, very slow process of uploading videos, but there is a process happening. And you guys can find me over on Twitter at Caution Ginger, which I hardly ever use, but I'm always on it. Hotshot, I want you to start tweeting more because I, I I feel like you're you would be a good tweeter. You would be a good you tweeter. Feel, feel like I'd be a good tweeter. Like okay, as long as I can't actually hear my voice, like I will tweet. No, no, you should definitely just give your opinions on random stuff. I just I want I want you to tweet more, Hotshot. What's the deal with hot dogs? Yeah, yeah, I can see this going in a horrific way. Oh my god, please post that tweet. I really don't want to post that tweet. <laughs> what's I'll probably deal? end up posting that tweet. Hashtag what's the deal with hot dogs. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, uh, for myself, you can obviously, first of all, the artwork for the podcast is done by GoPro Kyo, so please go follow him on Twitter at GoPro Kyo. He does amazing artwork, he does great animations, and his rates are super affordable. Go check out GoPro Kyo. And so for myself, you can uh, follow the podcast on facebook.com forward slash anime podcasters. Subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, what else? SoundCloud, did I say it? I don't know. And the uh, YouTube channel is yeah, YouTube. Yeah, SoundCloud, yeah. All right, youtube.com forward slash Giant Music um, is my YouTube channel. My Twitter is at Giant Music. I'm always tweeting. I actually tweet about anime too. Um, Instagram is at Giant Music. And if you want to hire me for music and audio services, giantmusic.com. Also, join the Discord server. I want to try to reach 50 people before the end of the year. And I think we're at like 45 or 46 right now. So go join the server. I'm there. Yeah, he is. I'm there, too. All right, guys. That's going to be everything for this episode. And the next topic will be very explosive. That's all I'm going to say. The next topic is anime explosions. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)